backwards pan of a mountain lake, snow falling, crystal clear water. We can wander our way over, you know, because this is wandering ways. What's Bigfoot possibility? Clink. How are you? Perfect and getting better. How are you, my man? Kind of thirsty, actually. Oh, man, I needed that. Hydrate or dihydrate? It's a lifestyle. Yep. All day long, yesterday, the day before, and the next day. Hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. It's kind of important. It's kind of important. Uh, Especially yeah. this nifty little, like, formula. I just now I'm thinking of it because I have it written on my whiteboard in my office. Um, but it's body weight divided by 30 equals the number of fluid ounces you should drink every 15 minutes of activity, physical activity, or mental activity. That's the recommendation. How many ounces? So it's your body weight divided by 30. So, <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen, let's do this right now. Let's I'm see what Zach would be <laughs> drinking every 15 minutes. I, uh... What's your body I'm weight? 158. 158 divided by 30. You should be drinking every 15 minutes of physical activity or even mental activity has been shown to be beneficial. 5.2 fluid ounces. So how many a day would you say? Well, it depends on what you do in the day. You know, if you're living the dream, you do a lot, maybe you have a lot of work you had to get done. That'd probably be a more liquid kind of day than is if you're just doing nothing, chilling out. Yeah. Still need the water, but to keep you performing at tip top shape, that's the number. I just gonna just drink, 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 drink. water all day long. That's a, that's a fair strategy. Um, it's pretty common. You know, over the fourth of July, I uh, you know we were rafting, we were on the water. There was beer, uh, there was fishing. There's all sorts of fun, right? But I made sure I bought for each day a gallon jug of water. And I just carried it around with me as we were going uh, on the boats and on the rafts. It was nice. I wasn't uh, hungover. I wasn't, uh, you know, it was fine. I was living the dream out on the water. Ooh, and guess what, Mark? I want to drop some news on you on the podcast just as I'm thinking of it, as I'm talking about on the water, right? We're going to get a watercraft. Yes, I'm talking another watercraft added to my... <laughs> Added to my name. Oh, what are you getting? Uh, a little boat with a yeah. little motor on it. A little 70 horsepower motor. Yeah, a little classic 1970s four-seater boat. Yellow in pristine condition. God, what are you going to use the boat for? Boating. <laughs> Enjoying Mother Nature, putting it up on those lakes, you know, especially up there at Sealy Holland Lake, you know, Placid, Jocko. Put a nice little classic boat like that on there. Woo! Looking good. I was thinking, paint it white. Give it some, you know, take away the chrome. Give it that matte black. Put a light bar or two on it. Oh, my God. Bigfoot stickers. We'll go boat watch. Oh, my God. <laughs> he did it to improve his Instagram, everybody. No. That's, uh, I mean, you do you. You no. have too many watercrafts, man. Well, that one's going to be nice because it'll have a motor um, so I can actually put along the lake a little bit quicker than a paddle. But I love a good kayak. I love a good canoe because you get up in those mountain lakes that I enjoy. But it's just kind of one of those things. Um, it's actually a funny story. It's the same. Uh, when my mom met my dad, it's the same boat that uh, my dad kind of, they, they borrowed it one weekend in high school and they, uh, they flooded it. <laughs> yeah. So that'll be a good one. I'm excited. Good, 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 good. Go look for Bigfoot out on the water. Uh, speaking of Bigfoot, I have some hot goss when it oh, comes yeah. to Bigfoot. <laughs> uh, no, this is in the news. This happened about 
a month ago. This was reported June 1st of 2021, um, a little over a month ago, probably two months ago, something like that. It's been a while. But anyways, title of the article, Shots Fired at National Park After Alleged Bigfoot Sighting. Oh, sighting, huh? So he believed yep. he saw him. That's what this guy's claiming. Federal officers are investigating an incident involving at least one gunshot fired over the weekend at Mammoth Cave National Park that was prompted by an alleged sighting of a Bigfoot. Goes on to say, Rangers responded at 2 a.m. to a couple coming back from backcountry campsites where the alleged couple explained that they were exiting their tent and found a man and a young son approaching them. And I guess this man explained that something had destroyed his campsite and that he kept hearing strange sounds. So he went to investigate because they were in alleged Bigfoot country. It uh, goes on to say here after a while they heard the same noises and then a gunshot. And a little bit later, the same man and son returned, saying that a Bigfoot approached them, and they shot the fire. They shot the gun because they thought they were endangered by Bigfoot. I, you know, I've been to Mammoth Cave. I just, I have a hard time getting on board with like Bigfoots and even just like bears and like some of the wildlife that they have over there. That like live over there um i i you know i i just i can't i just don't believe it maybe that's but, how they get you you know maybe they're going um, in places where you think they wouldn't be you could be correct and i mean like i i get it bigfoot's he's all over i mean you do have the stories of him being around the michigan ohio in the kentucky wilderness but they think down in north carolina Probably. I mean, it's just, I, I, I don't know. Like, I don't get, I just, I don't, I, I feel like we've really taken over this country, especially in those areas that like, there really are no wild, true wild places anymore over there. Cause you're so close to civilization everywhere you go. That's just hard to believe. So my, my confusion too, is like you said, this is coming from, the perspective of the other two campers. Um, yeah, so I would like not the person that actually shot the gun. Yeah, so I would like to hear his story a little bit more because maybe it's legit, you know. Um, and well, the little boy is I want it on video. I want to see him tell the story. And I want the little boy too that he was with because kids don't lie. Either that or they're bad at it. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, no, it'd be. It'd be interesting to hear that side of the story. And like what the, like it kind of, and this could be wrong because it's just coming from how this is written, but the way it was written, it made it sound like the man and the like young boy were a little sketchy. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, like why are they shooting a gun? Why yeah. are you having a gun in the national park? Well, that's I think no -no. that's probably where they're getting in trouble the most. That's a no-no. Yeah. Um, especially discharging one. Yeah, that's... Uh, and that's why those guys are probably reporting it, honestly. I don't know. I bet they're reporting it because they were like, yo, these people are weird and we're out in the backcountry. Yeah, we're in, we're in the backcountry, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where's... Uh, where's... Um, oh, I'm... What's his name? Matt, buddy. No. How you doing? The Ranger. Oh, this is so Alexander. Yeah, I kept wanting to say Andrew, and I was like, I know that's not right. Oh, uh, Ranger Alexander. He's out in Owensboro, Kentucky, which is uh, more on the – it's closer to the Ohio River up uh, by the Indiana border. I know, but he does a great Kentucky accent. Yeah, no, he did. Uh, check out that episode with Ranger Alexander. Yeah. He's one of the OGs, you know what I mean? He is, and he's a great guy, and he's a great park ranger, and you should check out his park. Yeah, no, yeah, he's in the Hoosier National Forest. 
um, down there. Um, I was going to say, I had a Bigfoot experience the other day. That's right. Yeah. And it's not like a Matt's where he's here in water. No, it was an interaction I had with somebody at the gas station. It's actually last night. Um, <laughs> uh, I pulled in to get gas and uh, I was sitting there getting gas. And all of a sudden I said, excuse me, uh, where'd you get your stickers? And I was like, oh, which ones? You know, because I, I have tons of stickers on my car. I'm like, oh, the Bigfoot ones. I said, oh, I got them on eBay. Check out eBay, guys. <laughs> or don't. They kind of suck. Um, I got this. And I was like, oh, I told them that. And they're like, oh, do you believe in Bigfoot? And I was like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't do this to my car if I didn't. Like, And she goes, well, I've seen him. I said, I believe it. And she told me, um, she's like, I only told three other people in my life, probably. You're probably like the third person I've ever told this story to outside of my family because like you just don't tell people about Bigfoot and uh she said we were driving down by Pryor which is not too far from Billings down in the hills there's really nothing down there and she said uh it was just kind of eerie the the goosebumps on her back stood up and she saw him and she's like I saw him the people in the car with me were looking the other way they didn't see him I saw him kind of run and she goes that's no bear, you know, like, and she had that eerie feeling and it's just like, there's something different. There was just something different about what she saw. And I believe her. And we talked about, uh, how all the tribes had names for him from North Dakota to, uh, you know, Michigan, Ohio, Washington, Idaho, Montana, you know, in the different, different ways and different words used for the hairy men that lived in the woods. Um, and the peaceful ones that they were because she was saying she was navajo and that the navajo have a lot of stories uh with the bigfoot and that like the horses would go up to mount navajo and their hair would be braided by the bigfoots i know you were telling me that and like, <laughs> I, I i have like i have a hard time believing that one i mean it'd be cool if you told me it happened in Humboldt, like they went up to the hills and they came back and had braided hair, I'd be like, yeah, that's the hippies. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I could see it. I mean, Bigfoot's never killed anybody, so they're a peaceful creature. I could see them loving the horses down there. And Yeah, there's some, something like I, I could see it. I just don't know. I don't know if I'm on it. Um, there, what I find interesting, though, is she was Navajo and she's telling the story because Navajo down in Arizona and she's telling the story and kind of saying like how there was a connection and a lot of tribes you look at the washington stories you know that's the brother you know that's the cousin that's the the, the ancestor the relative um so it's just interesting that there, that there is that connection um man my phone's blowing up my mom matt buddy calling me all while we're recording a podcast guys like they, they know they're like hey guys we want to hear that bigfoot story right now no it's good Even um, a good bigfoot right now yeah no but it was i'm not kidding um it was it was a good conversation to have you know five ten minute conversation at the gas station with people gave them some wandering ways stickers and some of the rougarou my the sticker i have of that with the bigfoot Hey, his mustache is kind of braided in the sticker, right? Um, well, I don't, I don't know. Here we go. I got one, right? Shout out to that family that uh, shared it, the story. Yeah, that's it. thank you for sharing your story, by the way. If you're listening, hopefully you yeah. are. But like, see, there's mine. His oh, mustache, your, your Rougarou sticker. Yeah, and look at the Bigfoot in there. His mustache is kind of nice and well kept. I don't know. I think I could see the, the them doing that to the horses. You see those mythological, you know, those kind of fairy-like paintings of Bigfoot where, like, they have the braided hair and, like, in the cartoons and stuff. But that maybe comes from somewhere. You got a lot of hair. You're going to do something with it. I mean, you're not wrong. And, again, I could kind of maybe see it. Um, you know, I believe she saw Bigfoot, her story. Oh, 100%. Super legit um, as a fellow like bigfoot cider hers well, is probably better just, than mine to be real and and you know it's funny it's like the way she was saying like the way she he stood by that tree i was like that's no bear yeah like, that's what I, yeah because that's how i felt like, with mine is like that's not a bear yeah like how you know like yeah what else could it be right you start asking yourself and then when i saw it line up with the like logging equipment I was just like, yo, no, like there's no way Shaquille O'Neal or Yao Ming are out here. That's nuts, man. 
Yeah. I think they're I, they're just peaceful creatures, you know, living their living their best life. Yeah, they're doing their thing. Yeah, exactly. They're doing their thing. I love it though. I love it. But we got some good stuff coming for you guys today. We do. We um we have got for you guys another special little treat. Um, we did a little bit of a cluster, so a cluster of national parks, and we're going to continue to wander into some more clusters. Yeah, we are uh, going to do the Tetons, Yellowstone, and Glacier National Park cluster. Which is a good one. Uh, we've done it each. Um, I don't think we've done all three. Oh, no, we have once together. Um, yeah. But it's kind of interesting. It's kind of a one uh, where we've hit parks on our own. Um, these parks on our own, so we know about them. But kind of like what we would do in five days. You know, you get seven days off for, you know, a vacation. You got your week off. What are you going to do? Uh, you know, we're going to count day one and day seven as travel days. So it's kind of the five days. What's the meat of the package? Um, what, what we would do uh, from our perspective, you know, there's a lot of backcountry hiking and hiking that we would want to do and accomplish and see. Um, but also, you know, a lot, this is all kind of attainable. You can always work things into your schedule. Uh, you know, where we're doing a backcountry hike, you could try and say, we're going to hit this visitor center to that visitor center, you know, and and do art your little yeah whatever whatever yeah the, the main point of these clusters we're doing is like you're only given a little bit of time how can you maximize the number of parks and things that you can see so like good little combos to go and see some parks some good little like bam bam you know get them all in see some really cool stuff type because I mean, like myself, I don't get a lot of time anymore. So I try to do a lot in a week's time. So, you know, these are probably mainly for me rather than all of you guys listening. So I can plan my trips out. <laughs> yeah. um, but we are going to do this one from the Grand Tetons on north to Glacier National Park. So starting with the Grand Tetons. Uh, that'd be day one, and I would really just want to get up high into those mountains. Yeah. And I think one of the better ways to maybe do that, it'd be some rough, rough backcountry because you are in the mountains. Uh, but backcountry, I think you can get to some cool spots in the Grand Teton. Just do a little overnight in, out type deal. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, actually, that uh ranger matt may who we've had on uh the podcast here he's done some backcountry in the tetons and you know he ex when he told me about it I, you know he was in just awe of how he explained these mountains and his views from backcountry because they some of the backcountry spots put you in some beautiful locations uh in this park and i think really to get the true awe factor of the tetons you kind of got to go into them um, I know they're beautiful the way they come off that valley and just come up into the air and the river that flows right below. Um, I think that's the Snake River. It flows right below them, just the way it forms the valley. Just beautiful, beautiful. You know, it's Americana. Um, I just, I feel like it's so, you see that so much. It's kind of overpopulated. You know, it's, it's got the Yellowstone tourist uh, vibe. I think there's more tourists in that park than there are in Yellowstone even sometimes um just because of how small that park is um but yeah least, it will feel like it for sure yeah at least in Yellowstone's more spread out so you don't feel it as much um I, I and I think that backcountry you not a lot of people do backcountry um so if you could get your two days out and get kind of deep um camp and you know see some stuff you'll see the stars uh, you'll see some beautiful views. I swear mountaintop lakes and uh, the mountains themselves. Yeah, I think it would be just awesome kind of, you know, probably like a nine-ish mile hike in mm -hmm. um, camp. Just experience being out in that area and then back out, you know, the nine-ish miles. I think that'd be just crazy because, you know, the one time 
the one time I've really been to when we were there uh, with Vince, Phil, and even Thea, uh, I was looking at the video the other day. Um, the little hike we did was actually a lot cooler than I really expected it to be when we went out on it. Yeah, no, and it seemed like it was just like, oh, here, because it's kind of how the Tetons Park is set up. There's a lot of private land around there, uh, and expensive private land, so you see nice ranches, nice, you know, elk farms, or not elk farms, but just like nice farms and ranches in that area um, that people kind of have. I mean, the elk were just there on the farm. <laughs> That's how close they were. They're beautiful, um, but you, you know, yeah, I think really to appreciate them, you got to get into them. Because even when you're on the lake there and you see all those boats on the Grand Teton Lake, um, you know, it's kind of, it takes away from the park. I'm not, you know, and I'm not that big of a fan of the park because of that. Um, I think that has to do with Jackson, the town of Jackson. Cool tourist town. Don't get me wrong. Go check it out. You know, it's, I say go check it all out because I think everyone should experience everything because the more we experience it, the more we can make opinions and talk about it. Because to me, I'm not about, like, I, I like the hype, I like the money, I like the bougie stuff, but when I'm in nature, I'm not about that. So I want to get into the backcountry. I want to get into, like, the one-on-one -on -one experiences, the unique experiences. Uh, so I, I try and stay away from those areas, personally. But you can get into them if you're in the area. Yeah. Yeah, you know, Teton's always been that one for me that I've wanted to kind of explore, um, you know, it, to me, I, I mean, I don't really know what to like think about it. Cause it does have that like more bougie kind of feel. And like, if you've ever been like, when you go to Banff, that's, it has, Banff has that feel. But again, when we got out of it into deeper stuff, Banff was really, really cool. So I'm willing to bet Tetons oh, yeah. is like that 100%. And I agree with you. And I, I that's why I really want to get into that backcountry. So if we were to do a cluster like this in these five days, like that's one, two right there. Get into the backcountry. See, I mean, in a nine-mile hike like that too, and some of those backcountry hikes, you don't have to necessarily go into the mountain and back out. They'll do those bigger loops. And sometimes those bigger loops, you'll see more of that, you know, different parts of the park. Yeah. Um, you know, like when you did the two medicine loop or even the quartz lake loop we did, you know, we saw different lakes along yeah. the way and different mountains. And I think that's something too, to look at when you look at these parks, it's like what kind of hike am I wanting to spend my time on? What, what am I wanting to see? Am I wanting to have this moment or that moment? Yeah. Which, uh, that same kind of idea will come back later in this episode <laughs> because there is a park where I literally have that kind of hike mapped out in my head where it's a loop and there's spots to camp. But we're not getting to that part yet. We're going to go from Teton to the next closest park, which is arguably pretty pretty close um, well they border each other uh, i mean it's close them. that's pretty close <laughs> well in in reality grand teton is just the mountain range that really is what makes it spectacular you know is it's it's unique mountain range but like, like it is the greater yellowstone area you know and i include when i talk about the greater yellowstone area i'm talking big sky montana and and the valley over there i'm talking um the beartooth mountains I'm talking, you know, Paradise Valley a little bit and just the way the mountains and the park kind of grows outside of the park where the land is private or national forest or whatever it may be. Um, it's, it's different. It's not the park, but I still think that whole area is in the way the ecosystems are, are included. So I say get out into it all um, and find, find that, that hike in Yellowstone. I think like I've experienced Yellowstone enough to where I've seen Old Faithful. I've seen Grand Prismatic. I've seen, I mean, yeah, I'm going to stop and look at them when I drive by, but um, the, the, the goal of a Yellowstone for me, if I were to do a hike, is I, I just, I want to almost go Hayden Valley or Lamar Valley and try oh. and 
hundred percent. I was actually going to say, I can tell you where I want to do my long day hike in Yellowstone. And it was <laughs> Lamar or Hated Valley. <laughs> yeah. And it's for the wildlife mainly. Yeah. I think it'd be, I think the views when you get kind of farther out in those valleys will be something because it is kind of more open and not that tree feel. And then because it is like Yellowstone, it's got a, a little bit of like a slight fear factor because there's all of that wildlife for whether, you know, you have some buffalo come up on you, a bear come up on you, or just really kind of anything because you are out in those areas. And so that little bit of fear with the big views, I think it would be pretty cool. And I'm going to be real with you. I, I'm, I'm, I'm probably holding on bear spray on, on any of these hikes that we're on in this vacation. We're buying the bear spray. Don't question it. It's worth it. it, it it'll help. Um, and buy it new. Make sure it's not expired. And I've seen people where they test it beforehand. Yeah, don't. It, and it doesn't work as bug repellent either. We've talked yeah. about that on a. We talked a story about that on a previous episode. But it's you don't need to test it, is what I was saying. No, because people will test it, and it's like, no, then it's not going to work as good. Do you actually? Uh, do you remember when we did the Teton hike? We found that bear canister spray just by that log. Yeah, and we were like, "Where's the guy?" <laughs> I think people do that and I think that is I think that's an okay courtesy and I think we could take the time to talk about that a little bit I think it was accidental I don't think I think I that mean, guy accidentally left his bear spray I don't because I've seen that before on like the Mystic Lake hike here in Montana I've done where people will leave it as if like they buy it for that hike and then they're, they're tourists especially in these tourist areas and leave it for the next hiker because it's like, I'm, I'm going back to New York. I'm going back to California. I don't need bear spray. And this is good for another couple of years. So I'm leaving it at my hike because someone might be like, oh, I forgot it. And I've, I've seen that practice. So that's why I, 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 I talk about it. Um, yeah, I, I don't necessarily. That's not a bad practice in my mind. I think, I think maybe go to like a, a forest service station. Maybe setting up a program would be better. Yeah, you know, or it's like, oh, pick it up here. It's, this is reusable. Someone bought it. It's a donation program. That would be the better way. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Way better to do it that way. But yeah, going back to Yellowstone, getting out into that park because we've done the, the the other stuff enough, and I love it all. But I want to get different. I have this week off, and I got a little bit of kind of time. I want to get into it. Well, I would even, I, like, for you personally, just because I know you, I would even suggest that for us to do, like, a Beartooth hike because you would still kind of get that Lamar or Hayden Valley type feel up on top of the Beartooths um, because of the wildlife you do see up there. You do have the grizzlies. You do have um, the mountain goats, the mountain sheep, the wolves uh, because of how they've migrated into the Beartooths. Um, and I know you like those mountain lakes, so I, I th there is that too. But that's a different trip, different day. If we're staying in the park, um, yeah. Because with the the main issue with like going out is it is farther away in the glacier from glacier. Exactly. So you know, while that does sound pretty sweet, not gonna lie, <laughs> um, for this week one that we got. It would have to be maybe you'd lose a day in like Tetons or or Glacier to do more in Yellowstone. Like it's possible to do, but with how we're framing this one with only like really one kind of day. Um, well, and I think I think that's how, kind of how uh, how we are um, just based on we've done Yellowstone enough to where we'd want yeah. to prioritize that time in the Tetons. Um, so I don't know. I think, yeah, find a long, nice long day hike to where you can give yourself enough time to get a jump over to Glacier. Um, you know, I would even say you could go up in, into uh, the Northern Yellowstone area over by Swan Lake and um, Mammoth Hot Springs kind of area. I think you get some good, there are some good backcountry hikes up there. You're more in the trees like we talked about and that's not something we're, I guess we're looking for. Um, 
you know, I like, I like the mountains too. I like those valleys. Like yeah. I can only imagine the Lamar Valley. Yeah. You know, you, when you drive it, it's beautiful. I can only imagine when you hike it. Yep. I a hundred percent agree with you there. Like that's one of my favorite things. And, and not a lot of people experience it because of where the main towns are in the park, right? Is when you are driving in the evening, you know, the sun is setting behind you and you're in that Lamar Valley and the way those mountains are lit up, the way the, you know, the Beartooths, the Absorcas are all lit up. Whew, can't beat that. Yeah. Yeah. It, <laughs> it's tough to beat. It's, um, no. and the yeah. wildlife. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I could just imagine the views of it. Um, I'm picturing it in my head right now, actually. But anyways, before we keep going on on this little train, we're going to kind of... Thank you, Wanderers, for checking us out. Uh, make sure that you are hitting that like button, that subscribe button, leaving us a review on the iTunes, on the Spotify's, or wherever that you are checking out this podcast today. Uh, we really appreciate it. Any kind of feedback. Uh, we love it. Uh, make sure to check out the YouTube so you can see our uh, beautiful faces instead of just listening to those beautiful voices. But uh, hit the like and subscribe button there, too, to see all of the fun Wandering Way stuff. Yeah, on the YouTube, too. Make sure to check out those videos like Mark's amazing 30-day road trip where he lived out of the back of a Jeep. And if you want to commemorate it, go ahead and pick yourself up that Wandering Way swag in the link tree bio, click the swag button. If you're just on YouTube or Google or some sort of thing, go teespring.com slash wanderingways. You'll find us. You'll find socks. You'll find shirts. You'll find whatever you want to put our logo on, and you can have it for sure. And maybe you only like one of the Wandering Ways team members here, and you want to check out maybe just me personally because – Obviously, I might be the better one. Uh, check me out, Reverend Marcus, on the Instagram, on the Twitter. I got some fun stuff there. Hey, and you might be into Jeeps. You could check out my Jeep, the Ruguru. You might be into adventures. Check out Zach of Wandering Ways. Who knows? You can find it all with us at Wandering Ways, the nature podcast. Yeah, let's keep wandering on. Kind of, I don't know. It's probably not really getting you ready for the next part, park, but it is everyone's favorite segment. Um, it's cool shit in nature. <laughs> Love it. Love to see it. Love to hear it. Love to talk about it. You know, it's kind of that pause, that break, bring us back around to talk about the cool shit in nature. The stuff that doesn't get reported that people don't know you know like earlier today i saw a video of fish being dumped into a lake in utah it's like people don't know how fish get there they think they are there naturally some are but we overfish and the fish die so we have to manage them and dump them into the water <laughs> but what is this what do you have for me today today is just a soothing like backwards pan of a mountain lake snow falling clip crystal clear water you know it is very very soothing to just watch this yeah i appreciate that it's it's a nice snowy day on top the water is clear you can see both yep. above and below um, yep it's you know uh, it makes me want to get my gopro out and do this in Sealy when it gets real cold or on some of these ice icy waters yeah i mean that's probably honestly what they may have used for that because um you get those domes and it gets that effect with water so yeah i mean it's that one's a little bit slow so they probably just like really slowly kind of just floated it on down i have a nice stabilizer on it too because it's sometimes smooth. you get those bigger ones those bigger domes that is a little bit easier because the way they float down yeah but i mean it it was that's a soothing one. That's the kind you put with like a little piano music. Yeah. It's like, do, 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 well, It's one of those ones that starts the movie off, you know, you're like, oh, it's real nice. And then it just starts getting deeper and deeper and deeper yeah. and deeper and darker and darker. And then all of a sudden you see whatever's the title. <laughs> yeah. It's the title that comes out. 
Uh, or a body. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, yeah, I could see that. <laughs> and then somebody's screaming. <laughs> exactly. That's how it goes. And then it enters the next scene. And we just wrote someone's next movie. <laughs> um, no, we, we're not going to be talking movie ideas anymore. We're going to be talking about Glacier continuing this cluster that yeah. we've got going. I would say from Yellowstone to Glacier, it's a it's a trek. So I would either suggest making sure you have a reservation in or near the Glacier area and where you're wanting to go in the Glacier area before leaving Yellowstone. Um, and hopefully before all your travels, if you can book as much stuff in advance or or stuff a uh, backcountry is a little bit different sometimes you can reserve stuff depending on the route you're taking sometimes you can put in for like lotteries and kind of stuff too if you're planning well in advance mm -hmm. so yeah. like backcountry gets a little bit more but yeah i think trying to reserve as much as you can is the way to go well there's not a lot up there i think that's the that's the perception is like there's not a re really a lot of places to, there is and there isn't a lot of places to stay you have to know what you're looking for uh, if you're looking for like cabins or that, you're going, there's not a lot of that. But there is camping. There is BLM land in the area. Uh, there is national forest. There is other backcountry spots and other, you know, private campgrounds and stuff you can camp at. It's all there. Um, so I would say, I would suggest having that ready to go because of the long drive. Um, because of the route you might take also might be different uh, if you're going to say the many glacier or two medicine side to do your backcountry camp or your or hike or whatever you're doing in glacier you, you're going to take a different route uh, you're probably going to go up through great falls yeah this is definitely the park too that if you are trying to really maximize your time it's probably the most common out of the three to get thrown out while doing this cluster people just be like let's maximize teton and yellowstone time because it is a bigger distance when it comes to these clusters um still doable and i personally think you should because i think glacier is the best of the three um but you know that's a personal thing <laughs> right but you're not wrong i mean you're not wrong the thing with glacier is it's and it's hard to get to and if you're not planning of like flying out of like Missoula or Kalispell or Great Falls afterwards and you're thinking of like a Bozeman or a Jackson because we flew into Jackson to go to the Tetons um it's a trek you're you're talking that Montana's big it's it's a lot of driving it's uh so be prepared for that if that's part of your plan um so that's why I always say like make sure you have your campsite ready to go so that when you're rolling up later in the day because you wanted to spend so much more time at the places you're spending and the places you're stopping because Montana is beautiful. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but when we get to Glacier, I definitely want to do um, either a backcountry or, well, I, I guess still technically it's backcountry or one of the chalets. Yeah. That would be my big. And, you know, there's a loop on, I think it's the mini glacier side. Or is it, it might be two medicine. It's the one I've talked about multiple times to do. Um, they have the big loop. You can do like half of it, camp, uh, do the other half. That's the one loop I've been trying to do for a while. <laughs> yeah, you just need a planet and I'll just go with. Yeah, or one of the chalets, mainly because that girl from Minnesota sold it so well. I mean, they are, and it's, it's, I think it's very similar to what you're talking about. You're just staying in like a, like a cabin type thing on top of the hill. The problem with that is you will need to plan more in advance, I think, for the chalet. Yeah. Um, but what is nice is if you are planning in advance, it would make it easy to do like, okay, I've got that. So I got my campground for the night before. And, oh, I guess I'll throw Yellowstone and Tetons onto this trip too. Yeah, that yeah, that is that is true. It's easier to kind of you could work backwards on that that kind of uh, if you do the trip like that. Mm -hmm. But no, like Glacier, I would spend some time at least. You know, I, I like I, I say at least two days to experience the whole park because I think people think a lot of these parks. Oh, I can do them in a day. Like Yellowstone, you get the loop down. You can do it in a day or two, and you're like, wow, I've seen it all. Um, and a lot of people do feel that way. And I think with Glacier, 
you need to give yourself more time because going to the sun, which is becoming permitted, uh, which is quite interesting. Um, you know, you have that, you have the, the east side and the west side and their differences. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's one you need to definitely, if you're going to do it, try and leave some time. Uh, well, I, I think you have to get out. Oh, yeah, you have to. There's a reason why they have one of those pins where it's like hiked it, liked it, because, you know, if you really hike it, you really get the feel for it. You know, it, the Highline Trail, um, Hidden Lake, Avalanche Lake, you know, you're getting out into it and then you really see it. Well, and what I like too is like Glacier is the lakes at the bottom of the mountains. You know, it really is. In, in all of Glacier, you see the pictures, even, even Lake McDonald being, because those lakes all were formed by the glaciers that melted in those holes, carving those mountains. You know, you learn about it in the park. And, you know, no matter what lake you go to, Quartz Lake, Cracker Lake, they all are different and unique in their own ways. Yeah. And that's what I love about like the the front lakes, you know, out on the the Rocky Mountain front, you go all the way up and down, you know, in the Beartooths, uh, in the Crazies, in in Glacier, up into Canada, you know, when you're Banff, Jasper. Um, I really, you need to go across the border to Waterton of Glacier because I know how much you love Glacier. I mean, Waterton is Glacier. Yeah, Waterton's another spot I would love to try and get up to. But you could essentially in this, if you were doing the two days and you had the ability to go to Canada, I would say, yeah, I mean, I saw like 15 bears on this one yeah. drive up there. Yeah, it would be cool. I would love to go to Waterton. Um, yeah. Yeah, that'd be freaking stellar. But yeah, with Glacier, it's getting into it. You know, if I wasn't able to get a backcountry, you betcha I'm doing long hikes. I'm doing the Highline. And then I'm probably doing something on the east side uh, and exploring that a little bit. Well, and what I like too with the hikes we have done in Glacier, because I like when we go back, we like to do different ones. Yeah. Um, you know, with the time we have, you know, we like spending time at all these parks, you know. Um, so like I look at, I, at that many Glacier side and we did Cracker Lake, which is kind of a southern one. You kind of go south of there, but there's ones going north right out of there. And I just, you see some of those like Iceberg Lake, some of those pretty pictures. I kind of want to go to Glacier now. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> right. I, Heck yeah. I, I really do too. Luckily, I'm gonna get my national park fixed this weekend. But you lucky guy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, Glacier Glacier out of the three is the one I would want to spend a lot of time with. Now I know if we're doing like a thing like this, it is the one that could be thrown out a little bit. To where it is a, like a Teton and Yellowstone only kind of trip, and in that case, I would probably try and do backcountry in both um, parks. Well, I would even say if if you yeah, like you say, like if people are like they want to do the loop, you know, the, the Teton Yellowstone Glacier thing, and you throw it out, I would suggest getting into your uh, either the Beartooths as well, or go yeah. down into uh the national forest up there by bozeman even uh check out some of that area just because it is it's the same it's no different if it's national forest or national park you know really what makes the national park unique is who governs and runs it you know and it's more of like the features in the park where like you'll still get that mountainy-esque vibe and the animals and the wildlife in the national forest here oh 100 100 percent but um yeah i would probably like a trip for me i'd probably try and squeeze in a little bit of bear tooth um tetons i would definitely try and get in like into those mountains uh if i can get to the top of one um you know if it's technical uh, you know i don't have those skills uh yet if you know how to do it hit me up reverend marcus on the instagram or hit me up on the emails here you know wandering ways podcast at gmail.com uh, just put the tagline or the uh, subject line as like teach mark how to technically climb mountains well i'll respond real quick but if i couldn't i would definitely probably just try and get in there as far as i can hang out at the lake all that um kind of deal yeah 
I like that with the details. I think I want to say, and I, I'm not a hundred percent sure there's a hike where you can kind of, it is kind of a loop in the Tetons where you can do kind of a backcountry, maybe one, two nights if you wanted um, and see quite a bit and then get back out. I mean, all parks have stuff like that, you know, even Hawaii volcanoes when we we're down there, people were talking about the backcountry. And um, I think if you want to truly see some cool stuff, it is the backcountry. Um, like the sites are fun. Old Faithful's cool. General Sherman's cool. Um, the the ones that have been you know exploited <laughs> essentially. Yeah, uh, they're fun to see. Grand Prismatic, great, love it. Go see it every time. Um, but I think sometimes those moments where it's just you and nature are the ones that you really go back to on your journeys. Hundred percent. You know, there's the memories. There's the memories that make the fantastic pictures. And then there's those memories that have great pictures, but it's really the stuff that's happening on the other side of that camera. That is what makes it. And I think you can get more of that stuff in a backcountry where when you're looking at a beautiful picture you took of the mountains, you're not only going like, damn, that's a beautiful mountain. You're going like, dang. Chuck, Sally, Bill, and I had a fantastic campfire that night out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, that hike, we did this. Oh, that was the day we saw that bear and, oh, yeah. shit, this and that. And, oh, Mark broke his ankle. No. <laughs> hey, don't put that evil on me, man. I know. I don't want, what is it, Conor McGregor? He came out with Gumby Leg after his last fight. I know, right? His illegitimate win. Yeah, yeah, he was pissed. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I get it, but you lost the one before that too, bud. I know, but like this <laughs> one, he didn't even, the fight didn't really get going. It was in the first round. It's different if it's later in the fight. No, you're yeah. you're right. You're right. But this ain't an MMA podcast. <laughs> no, it's not. Get out of here, McGregor. We don't have to talk about Gumby Foot anymore. Um, no. Just don't get it out in the woods. But it'll make for a good story, you know. They always say, uh, you know, a bad a bad day makes for a good story. It does. It does. I mean, have you ever seen that show Alone? I want to say I have. It's like the people that go in like a contest who can survive out in the wild the longest. Oh. Um, it's a great show because of the people. Because they're weird to begin with, but as you're by yourself out in the middle of the woods, your weirdness goes up. And that's just because of what humans are. But anyways, a ton of people in that show will like injure themselves early on. And, you know, they have to call it quits in the show. You'd have to call it quits too if you're out in the middle of nowhere. Do you think you could do it? No. Would you want to do it? No. <laughs> I don't want to be by myself and have to film myself i know i would get weird as hell and i don't want that just on camera <laughs> i feel that i feel that i would get so weird out there i get you i get it'd you. be great tv it'd be great tv but i ain't sharing that tv with everybody <laughs> but oh. yeah so back to the original thing teton yellowstone glacier Cross them two days in Teton, one day in Yellowstone, two to finish out in glaciers, how we would kind of do it. Um, or we would spread out the greater Yellowstone area if we couldn't, if we felt glacier wasn't worth the drive, which is silly because it is. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's how we would do it. That's the cluster um, for this one. So if you guys want to hear a different cluster you're curious about, um, we can look into it. Just shoot us a memo on some sort of social media, whether it's Instagram, whether it's an email, whether it's a comment in the YouTube, if you're watching this on YouTube. Yeah. No, we appreciate it, all you guys. I mean, we were counting up the numbers today and really are thankful that uh, we have some of you guys following and listening. So thank you again. Uh, we really do appreciate it, you know, from florida to alaska maine to california and hawaii we really do appreciate it so thank you and worldwide uh we got some international listeners so um hola como estas yeah good morning uh, uh bonjour hola um i don't know any of the 
Yeah. yeah. Salut. I'm sorry, guys. That's nah, all, all good. Up. Anyways, all we're going to jump into that time because we're at that time if you haven't guessed already, but it's time for final words. So, final words, my guy. You know, guys, thank you again. Uh, we appreciate it. We're, we're doing our best out here to inform you guys about nature, the fun stuff in it, our expeditions, our journeys. Um, part of that is, you know, telling our stories here and the things we do and our, the experiences we have, because we know there's a lot of people out there who are wanting, you know, Hey, I have five days off and I want to see these national parks. Um, let's check it out. You know, that's stuff that gets us going. It, you know, it's exciting to talk about this stuff, you know, even when it's theoretical, I love when people approach us and say, Oh, Hey, what, uh, you know, what's your next journey or, uh, Oh, Hey, this Bigfoot story, just like the lady we had, uh, the other day who came up to me in the Jeep. We appreciate it all. It's, it's awesome. We love it. You guys are great. It keeps us going, you know, and we, we love sharing our stories and we love looking for Bigfoot, even though we haven't found him yet. Well, Mark has, I haven't. Yeah. 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 No, hundred percent, hundred percent. It's you guys. Um, Reverend's final words, stay beautiful, everybody. I mean, again, to just repeat kind of what Zach was saying, it's you guys we're thankful for um, each and every single one of the wanderers, whether you follow us just through Instagram or through this podcast or a combination of the two. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, you know, go out there, have an adventure. It's summer. It's getting hot, so stay hydrated. Uh, stay, uh, be smart, stay fueled, don't die a heat stroke, that'd be a sad, sad day for the wandering family, uh, but go out and enjoy something, go out and do a day hike, go out and walk through the park, go out, go out, go outside, get your daily vitamin D dosage, um, and with that being said, peace out everybody. You know I'm finding my water.